0: Welcome, everybody, to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and today is the 23rd Spiritual Sunday here on A Fistful of Truth of January 2022. You can find this podcast on Anchor.fm, as well as Spotify, and coming up this week on Apple Podcasts, as well as other platforms available on the Anchor.fm portal. You can also find me on my blog at DilaraEssengill.blog.com. That's DelaraEssengil.blog, where you can research and find many topics and almost a daily uh, record of what went down last year after the big tech censorship, and we lost touch with uh, our POTUS, Donald J. Trump. And uh, there's tons of different information you can pass along to people that are ready to hear it. If you need to figure out how to red pill somebody, look up red pill, how to uh, the do's and don'ts of. Red Pilling 101 There's information for newbies. If you want to pass along stuff to newbies, type in the word newbies in the search bar. Whatever you type in there, from Tom Hanks to Pedogate, Cannibal Gate, Pedowood, Baphomet genetic manipulation, and even spiritual stuff, as well as dimensions of the human soul and all sorts of stuff about extraterrestrial life. You can do your research on the blog and go from there. And I encourage you to look at other sites, but use your discernment. And stay away from the clown posse because the circus is always in town. Please don't forget to sign up on the blog. Use your email address at the far right corner just in case the light should go out. We will be able to stay in touch because I am highly censored and sometimes it's even difficult for people to pull up the blog. Also, please welcome to the Telegram group and channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel to receive uh, updates that are not on the blog and not on the podcast. So I'm providing three different sources of information at the current time. The blog, DilaraEssengill.blog, the daily podcast, A Fistful of Truth, here, as well as information that's posted on the Telegram channel. You can find all of these links here in the podcast description. Additionally, I'd like to thank everybody who's supporting A Fistful of Truth. I believe I'm at 37 supporters, I think, 37 or 38 yeah, 37. And I'm trying to get to 100 monthly members here. It only costs 99 cents to be a member, folks. 99 cents, $5, 10 bucks a month. This Full of Truth is 100% listener supported at this time. And I rely on your support to keep this podcast and news delivery coming to you as things are heating up. So thank you to everybody who's supporting. Some of you are doing multiple memberships. I'd like to reach that goal of 100 supporters I was trying to get that by the end of this month. If that can happen and you can pass this along, if you're listening and tuning into this podcast, please kindly consider donating at least 99 cents a month and becoming a monthly member on the podcast description below, as well as a PayPal link and a Venmo link are provided for those of you who just want to make a one-time donation. Uh, I am very grateful to everybody who has done so, and uh, thank you for your support. Today is Spiritual Sunday on A Fistful of Truth. And today we're going to do some reading uh, from Yogananda's Journey to Self-Realization. And some of you have picked up this book. Uh, One of my friends, Brad, wrote me uh, this weekend and said he had picked up this book and he's really enjoying it. It is an amazing book to read. You only have to go through a couple of pages, really, a a day or however often you'd like. And uh, it really puts a lot of beautiful words from God and the yogi uh, or his interpretations Uh, of Jesus also into your heart. And he has great life advice. I just really like the life advice that he has because it's practical. And in these times we need this kind of practicality. So uh, there is a lot of selfishness going on right now. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, highly narcissistic out there, spreading disinformation and trying to be in the limelight. And really they've permeated the minds of many patriots. I'd say the majority of patriots trying to find alternative information out there are listening to the wrong sources. And that's very sad, but there's nothing I can do except stand alone rather than walk with a crowd of fame fags going in the wrong direction and offer to you truths daily here on a fistful of truth. And on Sundays, what I like to do is offer you uh, spiritual, spiritual truths. And I happen to stumble upon this chapter about uh, selfishness, and I thought I would read to you what the yogi has to say about selfishness in a a higher form. This is from the book Journey to Self-Realization by Paramahansa Yogananda, and it's called Uh, visions of India is the chapter evolving the higher self. And the uh, section I'm going to read here is called the ideal of service as explained by India's sages. The law of service to others is secondary and corollary to the law of self interest or self preservation, which may be termed selfishness. No sane man ever does anything without a reason. Religious doctrines and instructions may be based either on blind superstition or on real religious experience. The real reason behind the scriptural injunctions to serve thy fellow men and love thy neighbor as thyself, we all know who said that, is that the law of service to others is to be obeyed by all devotees who would expand the limits of their own self. No action is performed without reference to a direct or indirect thought that is selfish. The very giving of service is indispensable to receiving service. To serve others by giving financial, mental, or moral help is to find self satisfaction. If anyone knew beyond doubt that by service to others his own soul would be lost, would he serve? If Jesus had felt that by sacrificing his life on the altar of man's ignorance, he would displease God, would he have acted as he did? No. He knew that although he had to lose the body, he was gaining his father's favor and the emancipated rejoicing of his own soul, such immortal son, such immortal son of God and all martyrs. All martyrs and saints make a good investment. They spend the little mortal body to gain immortal life. Nothing worthwhile is gained without paying a price. Thus not even the most self-sacrificing act of service to others can be shown to be done without any thought of the self. It is logical, therefore, to say that higher selfishness or acting for the good of the higher self rather than service to others without the thought of self is the motive of life. Man knows that he must give service to others or otherwise he cannot rightly receive service from them. All beings are to some degree interdependent. If farmers gave up agricultural work and businessmen gave up their service of transportation and distribution, not even the renunciant would maintain himself. Nowadays, with increased population and wealth, even forests are divided, all and owned by big landlords, landowners who placard the trees with sign warnings the trespasser that he will be prosecuted for coming onto another man's property. So the renunciant cannot logically say, I will not work or earn my living. I will subsist on the wild fruits of the forest. He must contribute some service for which in return he is entitled to receive material sustenance. Hence, service given and received, whether by the businessman who serves in a material way or by the spiritual renunciant who serves in a divine way, has reference to the goal of a lower or higher selfishness. Three kinds of selfishness, evil, good, and sacred. We should, however, clearly distinguish the three kinds of selfishness, evil, good, and sacred. Evil selfishness is that which actuates a man to seek his own comfort by destroying the comforts of others. To be rich at the cost of others' loss is sin, and is against the interests of the higher individual self of the person who engages in such selfishness. To delight in hurting others' feelings by carping criticism is also evil selfishness. This malignant pleasure is not conducive to any lasting good. True and good selfishness motivates a man to seek his own comfort, prosperity, and happiness by also making others more prosperous and happy. Evil selfishness hides its many destructive teeth of inevitable suffering beneath the apparently innocent looks of temporary comfort assurances. Evil selfishness encloses one in a small circle and shuts out the rest of humanity. Good selfishness takes everybody along with one's own self into the circle of brotherhood. Good selfishness brings many harvests, returns services from others, self-expansion, divine sympathy, lasting happiness, and self-realization. Good selfishness should be practiced by the businessman who by sincere, honest, wholesome, constructive actions and labors enables himself to look after his own and his family's needs and provides a useful service to others. Such a businessman is far superior to the one who thinks and acts only for himself with no regard for those he serves or those dependent on him for support. The latter is acting against his own best selfish interests for according to the law of cause and effect, he himself will be in in time attract suffering. The wealth of many misers is left to relatives who often squander it on wrong self-indulgences. Such selfishness in the end helps neither the giver nor the receiver. To avoid the pitfalls of evil selfishness, one should first follow and establish himself in the pattern of good selfishness, wherein one thinks of his family and those whom he serves as a part of himself. From that attainment, one can then advance to a practice of sacred selfishness or unselfishness, as ordinary understanding would term it, in which one sees all the universe as oneself. Being sacredly selfish feeling the sorrows of others and reaching out in order to make them free from further suffering. And might I add, free from further suffering and disinformation, seeking happiness and the joy of others, constantly trying to remove the wants of increasingly larger numbers of people. This is being sacredly selfish. The man of sacred selfishness counts all his consequent earthly losses as sacrifices deliberately and willingly brought about himself for others good and for his own great and ultimate gain. He lives to love his brethren for he knows they are all children of the one God. His entire selfishness is sacred for whenever he thinks of himself, he thinks not only of the small body and mind of ordinary understanding, but of the needs of all bodies and minds within the range of his acquaintance or influence. His self becomes the self of all. He becomes the mind and feeling of all creatures. So when he does anything for himself, he can only do that which is good for all. He who considers himself as one whose body and limbs consist of all humanity and all creatures certainly finds the universal all parading spirit as himself. He does not act with any expectation, but with his best judgment and intuition goes on helping himself as the many with health, food, work, success, and spiritual emancipation. Working with good selfishness and sacred selfishness brings one in touch with God who rests on the altar of all expanding goodness. One who realizes this works conscientiously only to please the ever directing God of peace within. words from a yogi highly recommend this book and any of yogananda's teachings pour only good thoughts into your head and stay away from thoughts that are impeded upon your consciousness by negative people because all they will do is drag you down and decrease your vibration although it is difficult in this time to have to sift through these you know, not-so-easy bits and crumbs of information. Once we see the whole picture, we don't need to dwell in the depths of darkness from which we emerge once we realize, you know, what has happened. What we need to do is take a look at the information, absorb it, understand it, and move on. Also, this chapter resonated with me because of the different types of selfishness that the yogi talks about. Those that are putting out the wrong information and giving you stories and trying to say things to you that are basically going to take you down the wrong mental path obviously are in the wrong and evil selfishness. And there's a lot of people in this movement who jumped on the truth train and pretending to bring you truth out of their heart when all they're trying to do is, you know, bolster their uh, paychecks or pocketbooks, bank accounts. A lot of them are grifters. Um, and a lot of them were bankrupt far before the, uh, great awakening. And uh, a lot of these people have records and a lot of these people aren't upstanding citizens and they haven't turned around. They haven't come to Jesus. They haven't gone to God. They're false prophets. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. And ultimately they are very selfish using, you know, Patriot funding for things like, uh, God knows what, from from drugs to plastic surgery to buying homes and doing all sorts of shenanigans. In fact, one of them was recently taken to court, and you can find that information not on my channel. I might have forwarded it from another channel, but there's a few channels on Telegram that are actually exposing the court dates of these digital assets online that pretended to be truthers, some with huge followings that are being taken to court. Uh, One of them actually worked for BLM and hundreds of thousands of patriots followed them and got mad at me when I spoke out against them on Twitter. And that's why I have stopped speaking out against anybody because it's up to each individual to see who's right for them and who's wrong and who's actually a disinfo agent. Um, And uh, that's not up for, for me to have to tell you. However, if I'm not endorsing someone and I'm silent on someone, that's going to speak volumes in and of itself. So I hope you guys enjoyed this spiritual Sunday. I'm going to leave you with another quick poem from one of my favorite books. If you haven't checked out the Holy Vedas, V-E-D-A-S, um, Hindu scripture, uh, it's translated from Sanskrit. It's it's an amazing book. It's one of the oldest books we have. Um, it's older than the Bible, and you can read these beautiful truths. And it's all about God Almighty, Father God. And it does not conflict with our beliefs. Um, it's just all love and, and good energy. So here we go. This is older than the Bible, folks. The Holy Vedas, and this is called the Perennial Flame of Life. So I'll read this and close out today's podcast. So thank you for thank you for listening to a fistful of truth. Thank you for walking with a fistful of truth. And here is uh, Perennial Flame of Life from the Holy Vedas. See unity in diversity. Behold one divine form appearing in multi-forms. Immense is his vastness. Unparalleled is his glory. All the countless earths, suns, and planets which are seen and which are beyond our perceptions exist under his command. Kindled in various forms, the perennial flame is one sprinkling the world with golden beams at dawn painting the evening clouds with changing colors the sun is one